Welcome to Monday Night Heroes, home of the ham shoe. Mm. Where we ate better than Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, man. My dad brought me some better uh, than Clemson tonight. Ooh. Say my dad brought me some 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 cap uh some captain Captain D's. I think they got the better end of the bargain. You don't right. know, Captain D's had some good hush puppies. Yeah, but ours doesn't. <laughs> Either way, we are playing Reflection of a Paragon, Beyond. issue two, um, and that would be Icons, a super-powered role-playing game. So, without further ado, I will give it to the head ham, Rodney. That's me. All right, real Rodney quick. Rodney a thousand needle points of ham. <laughs> All right, give me just a second. I'm looking up something for Wes. Um, okay, uh, Wes, you will recover your strength in stamina uh, every hour. Okay. Um, so I think you lost eight in the first session. What's your strength? What's in my strength is four currently, and okay. I wrote down I went down to six stamina from eleven. Okay, so that's five. All right, then uh, yeah, you're you'll be healed in an hour. There we go. So you're probably healed already because you guys have uh, been chilling for a little while. We've been through a lot. Yep. When we last we left our heroes in Fantastic Issue Number One. Collector's uh, item. The collector's item. <laughs> well, 18 cover. variant covers, including one hand-painted by Alex Ross. No, Giant-size <laughs> reflections of a paragon. That that one's the foil-covered one. Wrap mm. around. Mm -hmm. Rodney Turner presents Giant-size issue number one, Reflection of a Paragon. I like how Wes is going, ooh, and he, you don't know. You don't know. You never touched a comic book. You don't know. <laughs> I a rack one. <laughs> they don't put the foil covers on the spinner rack, homie. <laughs> foil covers on the 90s. Okay, so the last time you guys were out and about, the, um, the uh, Alpha celebration was uh, completely destroyed as the mayor... Uh, seemed to get ill and leave, and his private guard opened fire on the crowd, causing mass chaos. You pursued um, the mayor to a rooftop, uh, where he promptly threw himself off, and you were confronted by the masked figure known as the Magpie, uh, who brought you to the penthouse apartment of Sir William Pika, and you discovered that he was the original Golden Age magpie, and you are currently in his secret hideout known as the Roost. Uh, so, yep, you're there. Um, Sir William is wheeling around to a what appears to be a massive bank of computers. Um, it seems to be rather large for the time period, but 
it, it works really well. It's faster than uh, computers at your offices or homes. Um, he pulls up a massive screen. Um, sitting there and uh, shows you a picture of the rubber mask that uh, the mayor donned uh, during his speech. And he's like, really good look at it. Well, you guys got a really good look at it because it was on like a jumbotron when he put it on. Yeah. Holy Harlequinade. (laughs) Raised eyebrow and head tilt at (laughs) at everything. Sir William. Yes, my good man. You say that this this guy's powers are to infect others with his own madness? Well, those were his powers, but um, I... It, it's strange, because the last time I fought this um, character, um, I called him Zani, um, after the Comedia Dead Art character, whose mask he wears, was over 40 years ago. And I assure you that the man I fought repeatedly is not Mayor Wrightson. But when when we were engaging with Zani, we were warned by your protege not to touch him. Well, you never can be too cautious. So you believe his madness is transmitted by touch, but you do not know? Well, I've seen an invincible man from the sky die. Hmm. Someone's not taking it too well, I whisper to the others. Hmm. The, did, um, refresh me more. Did he touch or uh, talk, speak to his guards before they started opening fire? He, you saw him touch one. Okay. But all of them looked kind of ill. So what exactly is this Zani's M.O.? An M.O.? I wish I knew. Well, you say you've engaged with him. Sure, yes. you, you have a dossier of some sort? I do. He wheels over to a filing cabinet, uh, grabs a manila folder, brings it over, a thick manila folder, brings it over to the table. Um, and he starts, he opens it, spreads it out across the table. You see it's various newspaper clippings uh, from 40, 50 years ago, yellowed newsprint, grainy photographs. Um, and it's a collection of seemingly random crimes. Uh, occasionally there's bank robberies. Sometimes there's hostage situations. No rhyme or reason um, to to what he does. He just simply seems that 
uh, this Zani is just an agent of chaos. Literally an agent of chaos. There's no no plan. I, I guess what I'm asking is, does he not not his? I guess not how he operates, but mm-hmm. like what what exactly does he do? What are his powers? Uh, what, is he, what is he known to do? Well, for that information, I, I would recommend you heading over to the uh, Schwartz Sanitarium and speak with uh, Dr. Antoinette Fulmer, as she is a psychologist, psychiatrist, who has dedicated many years to studying uh, Zani. Wrote her, wrote her doctoral thesis on his pathology. But you, I mean, you fought him. Surely you have some insight. Well, what would you like to know? I mean, his his like I said, his power seems to be the ability to affect or transmit his madness. There's no other word for it. It's just madness to others via touch. It's not always permanent. Sometimes it is. Uh, what about the ability to survive a multi-story fall to the ground and walk away? Ah, yes. Um, he reaches over to the articles and goes, here, 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 and here. At least four times he's survived certain death. Hmm. Why? Well, he kind of took a swan dive off the top of a building. Mm. I Love. jumped after him, but I couldn't find any trace of where he went. Yep. But <laughs> what I don't understand is I, I'm quite certain that the man that I fought 40 years ago is not the mayor of Kirby. Well, maybe it's a situation like you. Maybe there's more than one. Hmm. And everyone thinks the magpie is one person. Clearly you're not. Yes, and I would uh, be ever so grateful if uh, that was information you did not spread around. She does the lip sealed thing gesture. (laughs) Hey. I've heard worse secrets. I'm sure you have as a jazz DJ. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But um, before you guys head out, as you see, I'm not able to offer much help. It's been a very long time. and Being the magpie has taken its toll. Um, but um, I do have a couple of things for you that might help in this investigation. Uh, Scarlet, would you please um, bring the the box that I prepared for them? Uh, she goes over to a, a cabinet, opens it up. It looks like it's all of the little gadgets and stuff that the the magpie has. 
you know, um, throwing wings and grapple guns and stuff like that. Uh, she picks up a metal box, brings it over to the table, and sets it down uh, in front of, let's see, Steve, you're one, Lily, you're two, Nick, you're three, and Wes is four. So, sets it down in front of Lily. I open it. Okay. Inside, um, there are four, like, earpieces and a key. I pick up one of the earpieces and the key. Okay. Where's the lock? Um, the corner of Silvestri and Elfman. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that in your piece then. Okay. These will enable you guys to um, communicate uh, with each other and with me if necessary. But uh, I think you'll find uh, the where the key will take you to be much more interesting. Where does the key take us? Oh, you'll see. I mean, you very well can't be seen coming and going from here. Oh, yeah. Well, I assure you, no one would see me. I'm quite sure. Would you please stop doing that with your face? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's what she said. Wow. That's your resting face, then. Wow. That is rather disconcerting. (laughs) I may have a spare mask if you would like one. You strike fear into into criminals your way. I do it mine. Yes, I can see how that would be rather frightening. (laughs) <laughs> Just drowning on hand. <laughs> so yes, um, go to that address, and you'll find that um, that will be a very good place to uh, base yourselves for the remainder of your investigation. Uh, Rosie just kind of nods and tucks it away in her pocket. Yep. Are there any more questions? Hmm. Oh, I have tons of questions, but none that relate to this. So I'll save them for a later time. (laughs) 
Same here, actually, yeah. Well, perhaps we should go to this address and then talk to Dr. Fulmer. Smashing idea. Yeah. Smashing. If Mayor Wrightson has taken on Zani's persona for some reason, there is no predicting what he's going to do or what he is capable of doing. There's also no guarantee he'll stay the mayor. Oh, yeah. We don't know how this works, and if it is by touch, maybe it can choose who it goes into. Yeah. Possibility. Or it could be controlling him from the very uh, in, uh, uh, sanatorium where he's, where he's staying. He puppet mastering him. Oh, no, I assure you, he died 40 years ago. Oh. Well, that's disappointing, then. What if he came back to life? Well, I mean, it's already beaten death. Yeah. These four times that we know of. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it didn't really die. Maybe the fifth time's the charm. Are you sure it's not nine? I don't know. I see what you did there. But off you go then. I I'm it's time for bed. For me. Hmm. Okay. Well don't forget your Geritol. Hmm. Indeed. So, yeah, as we just start to head out. Yep. Okay. You head out, you back out onto the street. Um, you're escorted back to the private elevator that leads to the basement, and you're able to come up unnoticed back out onto the boulevard. So, what kind of part of town is this? Oh, this is this is downtown. Um, lots of office buildings, you know, uh, a couple of high-rise apartment buildings, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, residential slash commercial. Okay. Um, Elfman and Silvestri is not too too far away. Maybe eight, ten blocks. How far are we from my car? <laughs> my truck? <laughs> uh, you guys are... Uh, let's see. That was over by the mayor's mansion. So, yeah, you're probably a good five, six miles away from your car. <sighs> you know, we really should have thought about this in terms of like how we're going to get there. I've got a, I've got an idea. I'm gonna try something. And I just told, where, 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 where'd you leave your car? And I tell him. All right. I hold my hand out to Rosario. Take my hand, please. You only live once. She 
takes his hand. Yep. And then let's see this. Let's see this new thing works. This is how I die. <laughs> yep. Very much. It's pretty famous last words. Let's see yep. how this thing works. Yep. <laughs> and then teleport. Away we go. Okay. Do I, do I roll for this or? Uh, yeah. Give me a give me a roll. Uh, nine. Plus plus your skill. Yeah, that's yeah, that's all together. Okay. Um. Yeah, you guys appear next to. Rosaria's car. Yes, it worked. That was, and then she throws up. <laughs> You'll be fine. Worked, didn't it? You're all one piece. You're one, one piece, right? Hmm. I'm, I'm great. I think. Yeah, I just apparently figured out how to do that. Well, I forgot some other things. This is not bad. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Alright. Let's see if we can get this over to the corner of Elfman and where it starts with an S. And starts so with an Sylvester. S. So there yeah. we go. Yes, I thought I was stuck at Astro. And I'm getting in the car and uh, in the truck and she's like, you, you need a ride? Well, I let me use it a teleport thing. Maybe you just go. I'm gonna try and do. The, I'm gonna try and teleport us and your nice little truck here. Holy cow! Um, that doesn't sound like a good idea. I was yeah, reading man. this this pulp thing with this man who like went into this machine with a fly and then it got immersed into one thing. Mm. Does not seem like a good idea. And I don't know about you, but I just heard some strange voice saying, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, that might be a little torture ass for one night. We'll be there in a few minutes. It's not that bad. Let's yeah, go. All right, let's go. All right. So you guys drive over. Um, yeah, the other two are just waiting there because I'm the one with the key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kaze and and uh... shit. Hold on, Nick. Vega. Vega. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Uh, or yeah, they're waiting there. Um, you guys are are standing there. There's doesn't seem to be anything there but a locked gate to an alley. Are you sure that he said Elfman and not Williams? One twenty-two and an eight. One twenty-two and eight. <laughs> Dude, down here. All right. Eventually, let's see. Did you pick passengers as an as an extra? I did. Okay. I don't think that works with uh, trying to teleport a truck. Oh, good thing we didn't do that then. Right. Okay. You so, in a weird mix of truck and human, and it's just... Truckulees, we'll call her. Greetings, humans. <laughs> I am Capulon. You've now become a Transformer. 
Yes. Um, so, yeah, Rosario pulls up in the truck. Um, probably about 15 minutes later. It's late late at night. Uh, there's no real traffic on the road. And uh, get the, you guys get out, and you're all standing in front of this gate that seems to go into a blind alley. I take a good look at the gate. Is there a lock on it? Yeah. I use the key. The key opens the lock easily. I open the gate. Okay, you open the gate. It is now a passage into a blind alley. I walk I, into I, the blind alley. <laughs> I run in there. I think you should hold on to that gate. I think he goes to take a step into the alley, and then he just rushes past her. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, you get to the the end of the alley. It's probably about half a block, so you're there in like absolutely no time at all. And it is a dead end. There is a uh, a dumpster, which is strange because this alley is locked, and there's no way for a garbage truck to get in. I open the dumpster quickly. Uh, you open the dumpster quickly. Uh, it's an empty dumpster. I go inside the dumpster. Okay, you go inside the dumpster. It is an empty dumpster. It has never been used for trash. What are you doing? I'm going He's inside to the magpie. <laughs> um, give me some awareness checks. Trying, you're you're trying to you're up against the difficulty of five. I rolled. Seven. I already got a six. I rolled so. an eight. Rolling an eight. Six totally right? Yes, one six-sided die plus your awareness attribute. I'm hey. sorry, man. Too many different RPGs. That's okay. Why I got. It. All right. So, uh, what'd you get, Steve? Eight. Eight. Okay, so that's uh, that is five or more, and Lily. Ten. Ten, okay, that's five or more. Wes? Seven. Seven, that's two. Uh, and what'd you get, Nick? Ten. Ten? Okay. Um, Kaze, Rosario, and uh, Slick. Oh, I'm sorry, not Slick. Uh, and Vega notice that the dumpster, the concrete alleyway at the dumpster... Um, Seems to have some scratch marks. Rosie doesn't even say anything. She just pushes the dumpster in the direction right. of the scratch marks. Yeah. <laughs> you you push the dumpster. We all know what that is. A little too hard. <laughs> no, it, it rolls. It seems to be on some type of track. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's probably a little too hard too. <laughs> um, you see, uh, you, you see the dumpster move. You hear an audible click. And the section of sidewalk that you're all standing on uh, seems to raise up just a tad. And then you hear like a hydraulic hiss, and it begins lowering into the ground. I step off of it. Well, you're not down there yet. You're in a shaft. No, no. I mean, I step off of the thing that rose up just so she doesn't fall <laughs> Oh, it didn't go. It went up enough, oh. like it was like it was coming loose. Oh, and then went okay. Huh. 
and it's just like a an elevator that takes you down um seems to be a fair distance below the city uh you're below even where the subway tunnels should be and it stops uh, and it opens up to a small room as soon as you guys get off of the platform it rises back up to street level um lights start coming on uh old fluorescent bulbs flickering and there is a double door right in front of you i'll open the door you open the door uh it opens into a grand chamber um with uh several doors on either side and a large uh shield shaped table in the center of the room now this is an entrance um you all look around and you recognize the shield of the table as is being uh like lacquered into the logo of the justice association Which was like a grouping of superheroes from like the 1950s. Whoa. Everything's covered in dust. Um, as soon as you step further into the room, more lights come on. Um, there are, you know, busts of all the members. Like lining the walls. Um, as you're looking at the busts, you realize that these are uh, heroes of Kirby that have died in the line of duty. How famous are these outside of Kirby? Um, pretty, pretty well famous. I mean, you know, there's a fairly recent statue of of the Alpha. Um, there's you know statues of various heroes. You, you know most of them. They're, Rosie's looking around the room pretty, pretty intently. She's probably fangirling quite hard right now. Uh, I ask, who are these people? It's like stepping in the motown. <laughs> Can someone explain who these people are to me? Oh, Rosie goes into great detail explaining who every single one of them is. <laughs> ah, I understand now. <laughs> Sorry. Of course, these heroes are fine for Kirby, but uh, back home we had great, great heroes, some of which are still alive. They constantly offer inspiration to me, and I, I hope that these heroes do the same for you. I know. Some of the greats don't hit the top of the charts until they pass. Just yeah. like the Motown. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's dawned on you that uh, Sir William has basically given you access to the, the uh, Justice Association Lodge as a base of operations. This is amazing.
the Jules Swartz Sanitarium is uh, just on the outskirts of the north side of town. Is there only one way in and out of this this um, headquarters? Uh, no, you see one uh, door clearly marked garage. Because I don't have the patience to wait for an elevator to come on. <laughs> Justice waits for no one. Especially an elevator that automatically goes to the surface every time you use it. Yes. Well, you know, it's got to remain as hidden as part of the street. Um, yeah, there's, there's, um, there's, you go into the garage and there's several uh, exits uh, to various parts. You can get up to the subway. Uh, there's a, a ramp that puts you out like two or three blocks up. Uh, there are no vehicles in this garage, however. No, that means I could bring mine in, probably. Yeah. You could do that. Um, there's also another secret elevator uh, there that, take, that will take you up to street level about uh, half a block up from where you parked your car. Yeah, so that's what she'll do. She's admiring the whole place. She just learned the ins and outs of that stuff. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, you also wander around a little bit. You notice that there are uh, there's a dormitory, um, you know, where you guys can live. Plenty of storage space. There's a there's a lab. Um, workshop pretty much anything you guys might any, anything a superhero might need is in far as far as a facility um it's there there's a kitchen um of course it's not stocked but it's a fully functional kitchen uh dining room area uh like i said uh separate dormitories and um, of course the main meeting room there's a garage uh, there's also um, access to the river from here so it's a dope headquarters is what you're saying do what you're saying it's a dope headquarters that's it's what pretty dope saying. headquarters yeah check out the shoe closet guys <laughs> oh wow wow that is a lot of ham <laughs> Hey, the sock drawer. Oh, I know. Hey, these are thousand count needle thread. So rare. Uh, and this prosciutto. Do I detect a 1953 Salzburg edition of Don Giovanni? You know that's the best version. I don't care what anyone says about the original played for by the the emperor. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> well, uh, it is uh, five minutes from now. <laughs> uh, 
Well, this is all well and good, but um, I suggest we don't get too comfortable. I would like to go to talk to Dr. Fulmer because crime waits for no one or justice waits for no one because neither does crime. <laughs> it is the will of the wind. <laughs> the will of the wisp? What? <laughs> let mine be yours and let yours be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you guys head up out back up to the street. The elevator there is a little bit faster. Uh, comes out in a phone booth. With a strategically placed out of order sign on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> what is this graffiti that says Clark Kent is here? Mr. Kit, I found your wallet. Call me. Hell Atlantic only charged 10 cents? Wow! <laughs> yes. And it's a rotary phone, also. I'm, I'm actually excited about that one. <laughs> rotary. That's how you dial. All right, so you guys <laughs> because I'm sure it's very tight uh, with all of you in there. Oh, this was a poor idea. Yeah. Poor idea. Okay, well, with the three of you in there, and then Kaze zips back from taking the garage ramp. Right. I got an idea. I mean, I probably should take the garage ramp too, unless like he was planning on teleporting us. <laughs> Uh, I can do that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Your powers always make you sound like you're constipated. <laughs> Everything makes him sound like he's constipated. There we go. That's a, that's a, that's a 14. There we go. You didn't have to roll to teleport back up to the street. You've seen the street. There we go. Well, we're back. <laughs> okay. Well, regardless as to how you got there, you've all met back up at the truck. And dawn is about to break over the city. Poor girl. The, uh... That's <laughs> <laughs> terrible! And the sky is lightening to a shade of purple. Rosie yawns. Mm. Oh. Once again, the Jewel Schwartz Sanitarium is on the north side of town. Yeah. All right, so you get out using your various means of locomotion. Uh, you get out to the north side of the city. Uh, the sanitarium itself is set way back into a thickly wooded area. Um, large wrought iron gate. You know, short sanitarium. Uh, you pull up to the cul-de-sac. And it's a large uh, building. 
very um, brutalist architecture. It's just, it's it's very imposing. Um, in fact, it is it's imposing enough to make you feel a little bit uncomfortable standing out in front of it, knowing what's inside. Uh, those of you who have been around in the city for a while know that Schwartz Sanitarium uh, is the only place in the city equipped to deal with superpowered criminals, uh, which they have a parahuman wing. And then you have uh, your standard mental health treatment facility inpatient. I'm assuming that um, Dr. Fulmer works in the O'Neill wing. The O'Neill wing? Yeah. But uh, you have to go into reception first. Uh, there's a probably 40-some-odd-year-old woman sitting behind the counter. Uh, looks like she's filing her nails. She's got a steaming cup of coffee sitting there. It looks like she may have just arrived for her shift. Uh, what? Uh, what do you want, hon? No, no, no. This is um, just like out of character, I guess. Oh, okay. Is there a lot of current supervillains? Are uh, there a lot of current supervillains? I mean, and, other uh, than... There are a few on the loose, yes. Okay. Um, Madame Ataxia is currently running loose. Uh, the Master Monkey. Are these like old school villains? Uh, I, don't know what the, I guess I don't really know what the hero situation is. Right. From Well, I mean, there's, there's you guys. There's several other heroes um, that operate in different parts of the city. Um, there are several villains or villainous organizations operating within the city. Uh, none of them quite date back that far. These are more the past 10 to 15 years. Okay. Uh, Atom has been around for a while. In, that, in that's what, who we fought in issue one, right? Right. That's the bubble-headed guys. Okay. Um, you know, Master Monkey has been around for a while. He's a, a genius monkey. Um, nobody's nobody's seen him for a while. He's been laying low. Uh, same with Madame Ataxia. She's a uh, a magic using villain. Um, and there there are several other you know street level criminal villains and uh, you know a few world domination types that rear their head and go quiet, depending. You're not sure exactly what the population of the O'Neill wing is right now. Okay. But the Adams wing seems to be pretty full. So, yeah, there's uh, the list of receptionists is there filing her nails and occasionally pausing to take a sip of her coffee. Uh, she doesn't seem to notice you guys right away. I'm perfectly willing to sit here. Oh, no, I'm not. 
<laughs> Justice waits for no what? one. Not even coffee. Even though you can see that uh, her coffee cup clearly has marks on it. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, I'm ready to talk to you now. Excuse me. Yeah, hon, what do you want? Hi, uh, we were wondering if Dr. Antoinette Fulmer was available. Mm, hold on just a second. Ghostbusters. <laughs> uh, she looks down at it uh, looks like, like a check-in register. Uh, she's like, yeah, she should be in her office right about now. May we have permission to go to said office? Well, sure. It's not every day that we get a quartet of capes in here. I see. Well, not being not being admitted for treatment. That is. Does she have a name tag? Um. Yeah. What does her name tag say? Her name tag is. Give me just a second. I'm in suspense. You're in suspense. Good. Good, good, good. This is Janine, isn't it? <laughs> no, it is not Janine. Oh. Arlene. I was close. <laughs> how, how do we find uh, Dr. Fulmer's office? Oh, you just just go down the hall here. Uh, talk to Jim. He's uh. He's the security guard. He'll let you through. And it's the third office on the right. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome, hon. Let us go find this gym. Okay. Uh, you go down the hall. Uh, sitting there, he's sitting there at a security checkpoint reading the morning paper. Uh, everything's plastered. There's pictures of you guys right there on the front page. Holy crap. Wow. We got the good side. Nice. Just woke up yesterday thinking I was going to go to work. And now I'm in the newspaper. This is the best ever. Uh, he hears you guys approaching. Your footsteps on the linoleum. Folds his paper down. And stands up, of course. Uh, you guys notice that uh, his name tag says Shooter. Can you stand up straight? Yes, uh, very straight. You are the one who caused Hank to beat his wife. Am I correct, sir? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, what can I have to do for you today? Um, we are here to see Dr. Fulmer. Ah, yes, yeah, she's, she's in her office. Um, 
It is the third on the left, if I am not mistaken. Is, is this about a case? It may be. Wow. Does this have anything to do with what went down at the, the, the ceremony yesterday? Maybe. Are, are you sure you're not a detective, sir? Well, uh, I've tried to get into Kirby PD several times, but uh, they just keep losing my application. Hmm. That's perhaps why the city needs more superheroes. You may be right. You may be right. And he kind of smiles and uh, unlocks the door, and he's like, opens it for you. He's like, you know, just to tell you, I'm a big fan of what you guys have been doing lately. Big fan. Thank you. I am a fan of what you've been doing. Sitting on my ass and reading the paper? Well, that and making sure that these cartoon villains do not cause havoc upon the world. Oh, no, no, no. That's the other Jim. That's his job. But if his job fails, you're the last line of defense. Am I correct? Uh, that's right. So you must be stalwart at your post, sir. Sure. He kind of blushes a little bit because, you know, he knows it's not true. But um, he takes your compliment with a with a smile and a nod and locks the door after you after when you enter the hall. Uh, you see rows of offices. Uh, there is one with a light on. Is it the third from the left? It is. Ooh. Says Dr. Antoinette Fulmer. Come in. Get their hinges, the oil. <laughs> um, you, yeah. see, you see, you see, must drive you crazy. Um, you see, Doctor Fulmer sitting behind her desk, uh, going through some patient files, uh, making some notes. Uh, she's a middle-aged woman, horn-rimmed glasses, has her hair pulled up, wearing a white lab coat. Uh, she looks up and pushes her glasses up and says, Oh. Um, I, she looks, she scrambles through the papers on her desk, uh, tries to find, and finds her appointment book and says, Well, you weren't on my schedule. Yeah, we, you weren't on ours till last night either. Yeah. Ah. Justice waits for no one. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. Uh, it. We are on no one's schedule. But you, Dr. Fulmer, have suddenly become on ours. That is oh. so what, what did I do? You didn't do anything, as far as we know. We actually came for information. What sort of information? Uh, Zani. 
You you see her face kind of blanch a little bit. <laughs> what what did you say? Zonnie. That was the name we were given for it. Him, it, whatever it is. Does this have anything to do with the mayor? It could. Possibly. Our information says yes. Hmm. Our information also says that you're the one that we should talk to about it. Well, yes, I am the uh, world's foremost expert on Zani. And it appears we have come to the right place. Hmm. Uh, what would you like to know? Everything you know. Okay. Uh, she goes over to a file cabinet, grabs a, a folder, sits back down on her desk, starts rifling through. Uh, she says uh, patient was admitted uh, several times during the 1950s, early 1960s. Um, Zani was, was an alter ego of an actor named uh, Charles Reynolds. Uh, he was a little-known uh, vaudevillian and starred in a few uh, films uh, before turning to a life of crime. Uh, he had a rather unique power set in that um, he seemed uh, to be able... He, he seemed to be possessed of a very, um, very virulent strain of schizophrenia. Uh, How is schizophrenia virulent? Hmm. That that is what led me to uh, start studying him. As you know, I thought you know there was a myth back in back in the early days of psychiatry that insanity was contagious. Um, that proved not to be the case until this character Zani came along. Uh, it seems that uh, any person that he touches um, is likely to be driven completely insane and uh, is under the complete thrall of, of Zani. What's the gestation period? Uh, varies depending on the sus su subject. Um, I've seen reports that uh, sometimes it's instantaneous, sometimes it takes weeks. Um, he also seems to be uh, immortal, coming back from injuries that uh, would kill normal human beings and a couple of supers. But the one thing I could never figure out in my study of him is he never seemed to have any type of pattern to his crimes. They were all just there to uh, create chaos and disorder. Well, isn't or, that the essence of schizophrenia, the chaos and disorder? Well, yes. But uh, none of my patients that I've treated ever seemed to re revel in it as much. It's like all the harm he causes is one big cosmic joke to him. Almost as if he's some sort of jester. Evil. Yes. 
Well, um, I'm sure you are familiar with the mask. She pulls the paper up, the morning paper, and it has a picture of uh, the mayor in the mask. Um, this character in, in Italian theater was a archetype of wackiness and and just he was a fool pretty much uh zani is where the word zany comes from hmm. oh. um although it does not his 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 particular behavior patterns didn't seem to um manifest with the mayor so it's possible that the mayor was a copycat when was the last time zombie was active 40 years ago hey what do you mean that it doesn't match with the mayor how so well i mean yes he did do some pantomime actions on the stage um but it didn't seem to be accompanied by the amount of laughter and silliness and just abject cruelty um i don't know why the mayor left the stage and had in, infected the guards if in fact he does have the same powers what um, maybe what happened to zami um reynolds died in a fire uh, in the warehouse district about 40 years ago. Local legend is, is that it was during a battle with the magpie. But we all know that the magpie doesn't exist. Yeah, it's just an yeah. old wives' tale, sure. Yeah. Was a body uh, ever recovered? Well... Some tissue was recovered as the explosion pretty much rendered anything inside um, hard to identify, to put it lightly. Wait, was all of, like, has anybody been, like, is, is the warehouse, where it happened, what happened to that area? Is it still there? Is it cordoned off? Or? Oh, no, this was 40 years ago. I mean, that's. Yeah, but uh, still, been... what happened to the property? Uh, it's, it's been rebuilt, and uh, there was an abandoned warehouse on the site. Um, I, I'm, I think someone bought it recently, some wealthy socialite uh, from Uptown uh, said she was purchasing it uh, for an import-export arm of her business or something. Hmm. Did Reynolds have any children? Uh, no. Reynolds did not have any children. Uh, as far as I could tell, he had no interest in sexual relationships at all. Hmm. May I ask, pardon me, if you've already answered this. Hmm. Is the mask that Zani wore the same as the mask that the mayor was wearing? Um, well... The mask that the mayor is wearing appears to be made of more modern materials. Um, the mask that Reynolds wore as Zani was uh, leather and porcelain. Out of character, didn't 
uh, the the match that we saw at Magpies was it a picture of the one the mayor was wearing or a picture of the original? It was a picture of the original. So we would know if they looked similar or not. Yeah, you you guys Sorry, probably would have noticed that. Um, well, right away, what you guys noticed was that it was the same face mask, um, the large nose and whatnot. But you knew the one that the mayor put on was rubber. Who purchased this property? She probably doesn't know that. We probably need to go look at the city records to find that out. Yeah, the the city records would know. Um, But like I said, it seems to be nothing really was suspicious about it. It's a commercial building purchased for commercial usage, if I remember the news story right. Did Reynolds ever touch anybody while he was here? Uh, no, we kept him under careful observation, um, and we had, uh, special devices, um, constructed, basically poles, um, so no one, uh, could, uh, come into physical contact with him. What about anybody else that he did come in contact with? You said that other people were affected. Did they, did, did it seem to carry from them to somebody else, or was it just from him? Um, not that I'm aware of. I, I've tracked this case for a long time, uh, but I haven't really seen any, any of the, uh, any of Zani's victims, uh, transmitting their own madness. Um, so it seems to be, uh, just according, the infection is according to Reynolds's will. So he infects who he desires to infect, and it does it goes no further than that. Did he have any knowledge? At least according to the evidence that I've seen. Hmm. What was your question? Did they have any known vulnerabilities, like uh, I don't know, sensitivity uh, to fire or some such? Um, well, I mean, he seemed to be rather resilient to to anything. I mean, obviously, um, explosions. Uh, seemed to be a, a weak weak point of his. But uh, I, I haven't seen any type of... Uh, I believe, according to the stories, the magpie has had captured him a few times with uh, heavy doses of tranquilizers, um, I think he was uh, electrocuted once, but uh, he he healed very quickly from all of that. The tranquilizers didn't seem to last very long at all, and uh, in our in our sessions uh, trying to treat him, they uh, didn't seem to operate for very long at all in standard dosages. What about you? Um, I, 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 you're Japanese? Yes. I, I presume your metabolism operates pretty quickly as well. Why would you say that? Well, you're, you're a speedster. I have not sped. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I, I saw the news footage of you in action. That costume is pretty... Uh, pretty unique 
How well. dare you assume his superpower? <laughs> I mean, that's not really assuming. It was. It was. Yeah. Seen. My apologies. Known. Were you not at the park yesterday? I've been known to have an extra dessert or two. <laughs> how 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 do uh, toxins affect your system? I do not know. I've never been toxined. Fascinating. I would love to run some tests. Right. I think we should go now. <laughs> Does back to the the matter at hand? Did the 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 Reynolds Zani have any known associates? Um, he had a couple of low level sidekicks, Punch and Judy, but they fell off the face of the earth. Do we know who they were? Uh, no, nobody knows who Punch and Judy were. So were Punch and what were Punch and Judy? Were they both male or female or both male? Um, I assume that Punch and Judy were male and female, respectively. Oh no, flip that. Uh, you know, Punch was a male and Judy was a female. It's it's hard to tell. Uh, Judy did uh, wear some rather risque outfits at times, but uh, Punch How was old years she showed her ankles <laughs> oh. <laughs> and wrists. The, the scandal of it all. Yes. Oh, my. Once, <laughs> once she sewed calf. Oh. oh. She, she wore capris to, to do crime. <clears throat> Never her midriff. That was too much. That's right. <laughs> the... the... The records for this warehouse, they would be public, correct? Uh, the record of the sale should be, yeah. The, the, the property record should be down at City Hall. May we borrow your computer? Um, sure. Does anybody know how to use a computer? What's a computer? Uh, no, seriously, I don't. I don't. I don't think. Well, would it? We wouldn't really. Would we be able to network with the? Yeah, it would be. You know, simple Google search or whatever would be uh, just an intelligence check. Unless somebody had. Like, I could try. Investigative skills. Right. I mean, I could try to use it. Right. Okay. Um. Sure. Give it a try. Uh. You are going to roll against the. Uh, static target of five. So uh, D6 plus intelligence. Seven. Seven, okay. So that's a moderate success. You managed to get into the, the City Hall website, um, and you see a record of the most recent sale, uh, but you're not able to go back any further. So uh, what's the recent sale? Who was it sold to originally? Uh, I mean, now this time. It seems that the building itself was sold to um, Apex Technologies. Oh. Have we heard that before? Uh, Apex Technologies um, is one of the largest um, firms in the, in the city. 
In fact, if I remember correctly, Apex Technologies was the owner of the warehouse that was robbed by Atom in issue one. That's what I thought. What? Does this have to be the same way? Smile and stand. What was the question? Was this was this happening to be the same warehouse that was robbed? Uh, no, it is not hmm. the same warehouse. It is a it is a different warehouse. Uh, as far as you can tell, uh, they haven't like begun to do anything to the warehouse. There's been uh, no permits for renovations or anything filed for. No permits for hazardous materials. But that's about as far as it goes. Uh, is there a way for... I, can I look up who is the CEO of Apex? Uh, Barbara Johansson. Okay. Is there anything else you guys want me to look up before we leave? That's all I want to know. The Kirby Cavaliers had a game last night. I bet they lost. What time of year is it? What time of year is it? Um, it doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's autumn. It doesn't. It doesn't want it. So they're a football team. Mm-hmm. But all the sports teams in Kirby are named the Kirby Cavaliers. What a cavalier idea. Uh, anyway. The, the uh, sports section is kind of like draped over the side of, of uh, Dr. Fulmer's desk, and it's um, there is a, a, a blurb about last night's game and the quarterback and running back, and it's like the new gods. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we, we done, guys? I feel I feel done. Yes. You, um, Vega, correct? Yes. What what planet are you from? I'm not from any planet. Oh. I'm a being from the stars. Okay. Well, uh, she she hands cards out uh, to don't, each of you. Don't assume his gravity well. <laughs> don't <you> assume it. <laughs> um, uh, I would I would like to um, give you um, run some tests, do some uh, experiments uh, as to your abilities and physiology, um, just for research purposes, of course. Uh, to find out more information on um, the various parahuman beings that occupy the city. Strictly confidential, of course. Um, I don't expect an answer right away. Just give me a call if uh, you have any further questions. Or um, I've heard that a lot of research firms that engage in superhuman research um, end up selling their information to advertising companies. 
<laughs> I would thought you were going to say Sally to supervillains. Can... Same thing. You better. <laughs> mm. the exact over. same thing. Looks over to eat 10%. 10% of what? Oh, why? Right. Oh, did no, you no, just no. refer to yourself in third person? 10% of everything. <laughs> His alter ego is officially it's officially canon that Quicksilver <laughs> refers to himself in a third person when speaking about himself and money. His alter ego is Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Slick Silver knows what Slick Silver wants. Slick Silver gets a piece of that merchandise. And Slick Silver wants ten percent of everything. Oh dear, did you actually look up Booster Gold? <laughs> Not yet. But I think I fell into it. Okay. I mean, why would this be different from any other time? I know this is pretty West centric, honestly. True. I, I know what um, Booster Gold is perfect character for West to get into. <laughs> um. Yeah. You guys got any any other questions for the doctor? No, no, uh, I've asked everything I can think of. Nope. Okay. Oh, you guys are, are leaving. Uh... As we're leaving, as soon as we're out of the uh, doctor's earshot, mm-hmm. that's some... Uh, guys, what was the temperature like yesterday? It was a brisk autumn day. Yeah. Yeah, but how hot was it? Autumn hot. I need more specifics. Was it hot enough to sweat? Mid-50s. I suppose mm. you were exerting yourself, yes. Well, that's the problem. The The mayor was sweating. If it wasn't that hot, then why was he sweating? I'm starting to think maybe he's infected with something. Mm. Maybe, maybe, maybe this guy didn't really die. Maybe his powers evolved. Or maybe his power was an infection and it spread to somebody new. Maybe his power lies within the mask. It could be. Why else use it? I mean, he doesn't really need it. It's not like we don't know who he is. This sounds like a job for Jonas Salk. Who? (laughs) Jonas Salk. You're polio. Oh. Right. Um, as, uh... It's okay, Lily. He cured polio with his fists. <laughs> <laughs> Smashed infectious diseases with the hammers of justice. But Rosie's not super into to that kind of knowledge. <laughs> um, there you go. Microphones of madness. Educational and silly. That's right. At the same time. At the same time. Uh, as you guys are walking down the hall, uh, Jim Shooter opens the door for you again and uh, lets you out. I thank him for for everything he's done. Oh, you're quite welcome, Mr. Uh, call me Kaze. Thank you, Mr. Kaze. Just Kaze. Mr. Kaze was my father. 
<laughs> Mr. Mr. Kaze was my master. Okay, so you guys are walking back through the hall toward uh, where Arlene's desk is. Um, and your comm links start to uh, crackle. And uh, guys, it is Scarlet's voice in your ear. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Mac. By chance. Uh, we are getting reports that uh, Doctor Prospero Gress's lab has been broken into. Um, Doctor Prospero Gress. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt my soul, but it's funny. <laughs> you talk about giant whooshing sound. How big are his ears? <laughs> I think he said Prospero. Prospero. Prospero Gress. Yeah, but I heard Rospero, which is even better. <laughs> now, here's the deal. <laughs> so, yeah, she, she tells you it's 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 coming in over the um police uh, scanners that, uh, yeah, his, Gress's lab was... Um, broken into uh those of you who are familiar with the city know that gress is a well-known geneticist studying parahuman phenomenon this is that old well oh boy is this gonna actually troll trouble seeker mm, possibly ah shoot Well, I just want to get to Dr. Gress. Okay, so you guys leave. Uh, how are you guys going to get there? I know how Kaze and, and Vega are going to get there. Uh, what about uh, Rosario and Ned? Well, I'll probably get teleported there automatically in like the next page or two. That's a... Uh, how it, far it, is it? Uh, it's on the other side of the city. It's going to take a while for you to drive there, especially now, uh, rush hour is beginning. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just the, uh, unless those two run off, you, you guys carry us? <laughs> oh, I'll be there in a the flash. Uh-huh, that's Kaze's line. No, I I will not. I um will be there like the wind. Because it's such a breeze. <laughs> so it's up to you guys to decide how you get there. Um I'll I'll grab uh Reckless and and, and Whisker over there. Okay. Once. Okay, and I presume Vega is just going to fly. Yep. All right. Um, so, yeah, Reckless, uh, you see the city just zipping past you. Uh, it's really quick. Um, at top speed, you guys get there in maybe 10, 15 minutes or so. Uh, Ned, uh, you decide to teleport. Yep. Uh, you guys arrive. 15 minutes? What? <laughs> There's twists and turns, and you know stuff like it's that. Not it's, a jack. 
Uh, yeah, but it is rush hour traffic. I mean, you don't just phase straight through the cars. No, I run over them. You run over them. <laughs> Windows shattering the whole way. Justice waits for no one. Right. Um, you get there a little bit quicker, Vega, because you don't get caught in traffic. You can just go up and then down. Yep. Uh, you arrive moments before Kaze and Reckless. Uh, Ned? Yep. It seems like it takes a little while for you to get there. It's almost like something else is pulling you. Uh, mm. You guys are there. You're waiting on Ned to arrive. You see him kind of flicker existence and then he's gone son of a diddly hi diddly ho friends and we'll get back to you in a second Ned I somehow feel like I made the right choice in asking you to bring me hmm um you guys are there. Uh, there, there are police cars. It's a cordoned off. Uh, your good buddy Sergeant O'Shaughnessy is there. Uh, staring at a large hole in the wall of this office complex. I zip up to him and say, "That is an interesting looking hole, Sergeant." Oh, you snuck up on me, you little bastard! And I, it is a, it is a very interesting hole. It seems that this is the way the thieves got in and out. They did that teleport using the, those golden gates. Uh, no, this is this is this is far. He, he pokes or looks inside, and you see like everything is just like turned over and destroyed and. I mean, just shit is wrecked inside. It's like this is not any of the hallmarks of an atom operation. They're much cleaner. Hmm. They do have a respect for science, you know. What did they take? I don't know. Uh, we've got detectives in. Dr. Dr. Gress is uh, very specific about the detectives not touching anything. So it's really hard for the, the crime scene guys to get in there and, and do a proper investigation. Have you explained this to Dr. Gress? Dr. Gress is a very hard man to communicate with. Why? Does he not speak English? Oh, no. He speaks perfect English. But his um, social understanding is not exactly what... And you hear it's like screaming and don't touch that. Have you tried dangling him from the rooftop? I could try dangling him from a rooftop. Um, Sergeant O'Shaughnessy kind of pulls up his belt over his large gut. I smile after I say, "Have you tried dangling him?" From oh, I smiled at you when I say what I said too. <laughs> <laughs> that might be how you people handle things, but uh, we have procedures we have to detail ourselves with. Sadly. I'd love to wallop him one. Well, let's see if we can 
asking. Uh, you're more than welcome to look around. Watch out for him. He is a bit of a bastard. So well, you gotta step through the hole. Um, you see a couple of guys in lab coats and uh, latex gloves uh, trying to sift through the wreckage. And Dr. Gress throws a beaker at them. And it shatters. And they kind of take cover. He's like, get out of here! Dr. Gress, I presume. What the hell are you? Hmm, that is not the pertinent question. The pertinent question is, why are you impeding these officers from doing their jobs to try and help you? Because if you haven't noticed, there is a lot of sensitive equipment and very important research going on here. Yes, it looks like that has been interrupted. What did, what did the thieves take? He pauses for a second. I suppose you're here to help, so come along. You too, officers. <laughs> um, he thrusts his hands into his lab coat and just stomps off uh, what would have been a sliding door. To, to a clean room that's just kind of hanging off its hinges. Uh, give me awareness checks. Seven. Seven. Nine. Nine. Uh, Vega, uh, as you guys are walking through the doors that are hanging off the hinges, uh, you notice an impression in one of the doors... Um, that is roughly fist-sized, and there is like a blast mark around the impression. That points out to the others. <clears throat> it looks like someone punched this door, or wall or door, I'm sorry. The door. It looks like it's someone a, punched this door. It's a six-inch thick steel door. Whoever punches door seems to have quite the wallop. Yes. I wonder how big the the word bam was over their head when they punched this. Uh, at least took up like half the panel. <laughs> that might have even warranted a baroom. <laughs> baroom. Or a Cthum. Um, so you notice this, you pause, take a look at it, and yeah, the rest of you notice that it is a you know, fist-sized impression uh, with scorch marks around it, like uh, like whatever you know force was used also like had an energy discharge. That that is impressive. Yeah, especially to you, because uh, you probably couldn't just punch your way through the size of a door with one blow. Does anybody know, pardon me, of any, any supervillains who have such a blast punch? None that I'm familiar with, one of the CSI guys says. I, this type of power set's not in any of the... The databases, says the other. 
Dr. Gress, did you see who did this? Were you here? No, I just got here when when the silent alarm was tripped. How about your staff? I'm it. I do all my work alone. Ah. I you, are a you are a brilliant researcher. <laughs> I was working on something with heavy water. I'm familiar with the substance. Um, he leads you I back. I would have accepted lightning and chemicals. <laughs> lightning and chemicals. There's plenty of that. <laughs> uh, he leads you like through this chamber. Like like I said, it would have been like a clean room or a decompression chamber uh, into a larger room. Um, which at the far end is a massive steel vault door. Um, there are like metal tables lining the walls, a uh, couple of computers and st or remnants of computers. Has the, the, the steel vault doors also been damaged? Uh, the steel vault door seems to have been ripped completely off its hinges and cast aside. Um, goes in. You go into this this vault room, uh, and you see that it is it is well, except for reckless, uh, it is rather chilly in here. Uh, it's like a cold storage area. You see various vials lining lining the walls uh, with numbers on them. Uh, some of them have been smashed, and there seems to be like. Uh, biological tissue on the ground, like maybe scans or blood samples or something like that. Ew. So, what was taken? Genetic material from, from a parahuman. At least one. What kind of genetic material? What parahuman? A tissue sample. Hold on one moment. Let me consult the database. He pulls out a tablet, pulls it up. He's, you see him like slowly reciting numbers as he's reading them off. And he pauses, and his eyes go wide. Sonny. Um, his face oh, just blanches. I ask him that. I ask him that. Sonny. No. The Alpha. Eschaton. Eschaton, Eschaton. Who's Eschaton? Eschaton is the being responsible for killing the Alpha. That's not good. There are a few others missing as well, but that's the worst. <clears throat> what if I'm wrong? What if it's not a disease? What if somebody's making new versions of these villains? Did you have genetic material for uh, Zani? Um, yes. Is that intact? Um, no. It is not intact. How long has it not been intact for? Uh, well, since the break-in, which Wait. was last night. Um, 
I never really got too much of a chance to study the Zani material. Hmm. But it was not stolen. Uh, they seemed to not be interested in the material. So... Did you see? Oh, you said <coughs> security cameras. I don't need security cameras. Apparently, you do. What is your? Is he? Is he pushes the door? <laughs> How? That was my security system. So yeah, it's a ten-inch-thick promethium door. Yes, but you have... Coded to my biometric signature and my biometric signature alone. But you have sensitive materials. You didn't... The people who give you your grant money didn't ask what kind of security measures you take? Of course not. That's not how grants work. In Japan, you'd be in jail. Well, it's not Japan. This is Kirby, the city of progress. And things have to be somewhat unmonitored for there to be progress. That makes absolutely no sense. If you had monitoring, we would know who did this. But as you don't... Someone as strong as an ox. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Prospero, Sam... Why don't you tell me all the current um, metahumans out there who are capable of doing this? I rear back and hit that door as hard as I can. Okay, it's laying on the ground, but... Like, oh, it's, it's laying on the ground. I thought it yes. was still hanging. One of them was still hanging up. Yeah, she'll still do it. She'll do it just to see how hard it is to... to how actually hard it is. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me strength. That's actually a good one. It's uh, 13. 13? Uh, you put a dent on the uh, outer layer. Well, I can't break through it with one punch, and I can't think of anybody else that can. So that's telling you that your security system was sufficient, but apparently needs to upgrade. We apparently have completely different definitions of the word sufficient. What's this here? Um, Who said that? <laughs> uh, the, one of the CSI guys. Uh, he picks up a tweezer. Uh, you know, he's got tweezers in his hand. And he picks up a small... Uh, looks like a... It's a piece of green uh, material, like stone. From where you guys are standing. You tell us. You were the CSI. What is that? Uh, it looks like some sort of carving. I lean in to look at it closer. It is a, a piece of jade that has been carved into 
um, a dragon uh, trying to eat a sword. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this isn't from here. Do right. you just do you describe it to anybody? Yeah, or? describe it to us. I, I describe it, yeah. Kaze! <clears throat> Uh, you recognize that iconography mm -hmm. of the breakaway sect to yours, the Children of the Dragon. Uh, you know that, like, like yourself, uh, they train in very similar fashions. Uh, but the breakaway sect uh, embraced the elements of earth and fire rather than wind and water. Would a master of earth and fire be able to uh, do the type of damage that we see here? Um, yes. With sufficient training and sufficient mastery of their powers, <clears throat> yes, they could. I I let them know that it's very possible that the people who did this might be from a heretical sect of my own um, my own group. I would tell you. More, but my people have been wiped out. Apparently not all of them. These were not my people. I said they were heretical. Um, to me, that means they were once your people. Once is not now. Hey, yeah, Nick. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, while uh, they're talking about their heretical sect, give me an awareness check. It's an eight. It's an eight? Okay. Um, while everybody's distracted by looking at this uh, piece of this stone trinket that seems to have captivated them, uh, you see a binder sitting on the table. I pick up the binder. All right. Um, no one seems to notice as you pick it up. Um, it is a file on Zani. When I look at the others, I look up from the file and I say, I think everything that we want is right here. Don't touch that! Oh, oops. I didn't know someone was in the room with us. Uh, yeah, the doctor, the two cops. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. Alright, can I just you wanna... take that away then? Uh, if you want to spend a determination, I only have one to retcon it. So, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Okay, what? Um, okay, you don't. I'm not gonna let you put it, make you put it in your it. pants. Put it in your pants. In his trunks. Hide oh, it in the case. <laughs> No idea. I was gonna hide it in my chest, but yeah, sure, or like in my shirt. But all right, the pants—that was fine. Okay, whatever. However you decide to hide it. I roll it up and I put it in my pants. 
Okay. If anyone asks, I'm just really. <laughs> is that? Is, is that, that a roll <laughs> Or are you just happy to see me? It's the cosmic cock. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hi there. Boogie <clears throat> Nights 2, Solar Boogaloo. <laughs> yup. I did not know that the Children of the Dragon were had a presence here in Kirby. It's most disturbing. These days. These days. <laughs> it's very disturbing these days. All right, so yeah, you've got a file on Zani from Dr. Gress's lab. Uh, you've discovered that um, the children of the dragon are apparently loose in the city and have stolen the genetic material for one of the most powerful evil beings to ever walk the planet. Eskaton. Eskaton. Um. And you've also discovered that the Zani tissue sample was uh, destroyed in this break-in. Now, we will pause there and flip over to flip the page over to Ned. Ned. Yes. Okay. Uh, while all of this is going on. Uh, you reappear on the Romita Bridge, um, where traffic is at a standstill. Uh, cars are catacornered. Uh, some of them look appear to have uh, crashed. <coughs> Jesus. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, either end of the bridge seems to be cordoned off by police cruisers, SWAT team. Uh, trucks. There is a helicopter that is circling the bridge. Um, in the center of the bridge, standing atop a school bus, is the rumpled, torn suit of Mayor Wrightson. He has donned the rubber mask. Ah, uh, shoot. And he is just standing there on the bus laughing maniacally. All right. Uh, two things. One, did I happen to get a determination point uh, for playing into surfing the synchronicity wave? Uh, yes. There I, we go. I will. I will activate that because your trouble seeker automatically transported you there. Yeah. Uh. Uh. Just justice uh, associates. Hello. You guys hear me? Lows this thing on. Is he gonna do it every time he uses this thing? <laughs> <clears throat> hello, hello, hello. Ah, yes. Oh good, 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 yeah, yeah, good this thing works. Uh, I found Zani. We're at the Rowan Street Bridge. You're on the Romita Bridge, man. Romita Bridge. There we go. Is that what Zani says and said? Does Zani correct him? You're on the Ramita Bridge, you <laughs> buffoon. Does this happen before or after 
um, everything that we've just done. <coughs> this this message is sent immediately after because it takes a little while for uh, Slick to get up to the where he can see what's going on. Don't start the phone without me. I'm running there. Uh, Wrightson reaches into his pocket, and you see that he looks like he has a detonator in his hand. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. And you also notice that that bus is full of children. Are we still together? Um, you guys are still right now are preparing to move. I tell and the speedster get the kids. I'm gonna get the guy. I don't know. I don't know what Slick is telling you guys. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm saying he's got he's got de- he's he's got something thing in his hand. Looks like a detonator, and there's a bunch of children in a bus. So hurry! I tell the speedster get the kids. I'll get Zani, and then I speed off, or I fly off. Light beam off, whatever. <laughs> Light beam off. All right. Well, I'll I'll grab um, reference and let's go. Okay, uh, you guys make it to the Romita Bridge. Um, the it's really packed, so you're trying to run over cars and stuff like that. Um, Slick, you see Zani look up and see the streak of light that is Vega. And he pushes the button. Um, An explosion rocks the south side of the bridge. You guys are coming from the north side of the bridge. Oh, dear. Um, And the one of the support cables just screeches and falls off into the uh, water and it drags like two or three cars off the bridge and you hear the people inside the car screaming as they are plunging toward the water all right I'm going to teleport to one of the cars and try and get some people in one at least one of those cars all right now. So this is what you see, Vega. Uh, Kaze, you arrive on the scene just as that side of the bridge, uh, that strut blows. And you see the cars falling off as well. Um, do I see him teleport into a car? Um, you see him vanish as, as you arrive. So while Vega, Reckless, and Kaze formulate their own actions, go ahead and give me yours. Give me a teleport roll. Ten. Ten. Okay, you managed to teleport into one of the cars. Um, There's a a family of four. Okay. Everyone grab grab on my coattails. 
How many how many passengers can you take? Uh, equal to my level. Equal to your level. Okay. Yep. And what was your level? Eight. Eight. Okay. All right. Very good. Um, they all grab a hold of you. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and, and give me another roll. Yep. Nine. Nine. Okay. Um, yeah. You see, you guys see Slick vanish, and then reappear near the south side of the bridge, um, with four people, two children, uh, and a husband and a husband. So, um, who has the highest awareness? Mine is five. Okay. Mine's, mine's also five. Okay. They're both higher than me. I have a four. You have a four? Okay. Uh, roll off. Got a two. Got a six. All right. So, Kaze, you are first. Um, I don't have the ability to run on like vertical surfaces or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, I guess I'm going to go and try and hit the clown. He's just standing there gloating and laughing. Uh, gloating and laughing, and with your uh, super speed senses, you see that the thumb is coming down again. Okay, um, I'm going to take the detonator away from him. Alrighty. Let me think of a suitable difficulty for this. Because it can't be that easy. Right. Well, it is the will of the wind. Yes. Um, okay, go ahead and uh, give me a roll for your speed. Okay, so just straight up speed. Yeah, just uh, just straight speed check. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. So this is what happens. Uh, you manage to get the detonator in your hand at the precise moment his thumb hits the trigger. Uh, another explosion rocks the south side of the bridge. Um, debris is flying uh, toward you, Slick, and your and the various civilian companions. Uh, the bridge, Slick and Reckless, since you're standing on it, begins to wobble as if he's blown out one of the support cables. Oh, dear. So it's rolling towards me and the family. Yeah, there's just like, you know, um, you know, flaming chunks of debris. <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, t- I'm a, I'm just going to... Not your turn yet. Oh, it's not my turn? Okay. Nope. Uh, this is all transpiring pretty much simultaneously. So Nova, or Vega, you are next, Nova. Nova. <laughs> Nova Vega. Chevy. Vega. <laughs> Uh, yeah, do, I see, do I see um, which car he went into? Because I want to uh, go save people from another car, but I don't want to go to an empty car. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, you saw you you see an empty car falling, but there are two more uh, falling. You know, one is closer to the bottom than the other. Oh, grab like a BMW and a Honda Civic. I'll grab the one that's closer to the water. 
Actually, no, fuck the BMW. I'm grabbing the Honda Civic. Honda Civic. <laughs> oh, so wrong. You're gonna you're gonna it's catch you're gonna catch the whole car. Or you're gonna try to intercept it. Uh, I'll try to intercept it. I don't have super strength. You don't have super strength, but you have cosmic power, so you could do it as a stunt. Okay. So um, yeah, if you want to fly down and try to like either catch the car or um, or rip the door off and pull the driver out or something like that, yeah, just give me a. Uh, uh, power check um, and spend a point of determination. What uh, you have a quality you can activate for this stunt? Uh, I don't think protector of the earth covers this. That's a pretty that, that big... does cover this. You are okay. you are protecting the earth. It's pretty big. All right. Um, it's supposed to be. Ooh, that's just a one on the die. Plus, plus my power that's three or am I adding my cosmic power as well uh, you're adding your cosmic power as well and your mastery okay. of the power so three plus your power plus your dice roll uh, uh, that's 11 then 11 okay well, uh, you get to the car um, you feel the cosmic power surge through you and you not necessarily rip the door off but it just kind of melts in your hands as you see the, the just the energy glowing. And you, the door comes free, and you grab the driver, and you fly them to safety. Now we have Rosario. Okay, so there's debris. Like, how far am I from... Uh from slick um you could run and get to where he is uh what you see is you see uh one of the uh support cables flopping around that maybe if you were able to grab those cables you might be strong enough to hold it yeah that was my second question so that's what she's gonna do she's gonna grab one of the cables all right <clears throat> um what quality do you have? Because this is going to be a stunt as well. Stunt, stunt. Uh, let's see what you mean. Quality. Let's see. Well, she's uh, impulsive and thrill seeker. So. Well, holding a bridge together, I'd call that yeah. thrill seeker. Yeah. So yeah, that's what she's using. She's just gonna quickly see that and like, oh, this is it, and just full out sprint to grab it. All right. Spend that determination point. Spencer. All right. One left. Yep. So give me uh, give me a strength check. That's not the best, but it's good enough. That's a ten. That's a ten. All right, you grab it. Uh, you guys see Rosario grab the steel cables, one in each hand. And her muscles just tighten and flex as she's like straining. The bridge starts the the shakiness of the bridge starts to stabilize a little bit, and you just see uh, the sleeves of her Rosie the Riveter shirt just start ripping as she's flexing. Yeah, she's sliding. She's wrapping them around her arms and just pulling. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like, you, you know, the, the strong, world's strongest man competitions when they're pulling the trucks? That's what it looks like. <laughs> All right. Now, Slick. All right. So there's no more stuff falling down towards his family this moment? Uh, it's just like random, like, chunks of debris. I mean, you know, people have, people do have sense to get out of the way. Okay. Is there still a car falling down the way then that might be full of people? Uh, yeah, there's the BMW is almost about to hit the surface of the water. All right, in I go then. Time to teleport away. All right, go for it. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a 14. The 14? Okay, you, you get in there, uh, grab the guy and teleport back up yep. just as the BMW hits the water. I mean, it's like you grab him and you fade out, and right the last thing you see is the impact of the car hitting the water and the airbags going off. And you're back on the bridge. Yep. Kaze, you, you have the detonator in your hand. Um, I grab it. Okay. Um, and... Fling it out into the distance. Okay. You fling it out into the distance. And the button presses down again as it hits the ground. It's I'm going to hit the water. I'm making, I'm making shit up. Don't be I, making it worse for us. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else I can do? Or that I think that's my um, Well, I mean, you had already grabbed it, so you're just basically oh. throwing it out and over the edge of the bridge. Okay, well then I'm gonna, just going to punch this guy. Careful not to punch him on anything that has um, exposed flesh. Okay. All right. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. All right. You mean three attack rolls. Now it's a combined effort, so you just get a bonus for each additional attack against the same target. Oh, all right. Um, so what's the bonus? Uh, I believe it is a plus one for every two additional attacks. So every, every I think it's every doubling of the attack. So you'll get uh, plus two in addition. Okay. Uh, so it's 11. 11? Okay. Yeah, you smack him pretty hard. Uh, what's the damage of your attack? Uh, eight. Eight? Okay. Um, yeah, you actually, in since you're punching at melee range, it's close range. And then there's near, which is like ranged weapons and blasts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Far range. Uh, you knock him into near range. Next week, right? But as as his feet come off the bus and he's flying through the air, uh, you hear click. Uh, you look down and you realize that he was standing on a dead man switch. Do I have time to step on it? Um, if I spent a determination point and it was the will of the wind, 
Sure. Okay, so that is what I do. Okay. And you seethe to yourself a little bit as you realize that Zani has effectively removed you from the fight by making you stand still. Oh, no! <laughs> Sorry. Oh, shoot. Well, it's better than losing a busload of kids. Yep, because how do you stop a speedster? <laughs> <laughs> no. All right, so... Well, he's basically taking both of us out of the fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's because you're straining to hold this bridge up. And when it's your turn, you're going to have to strain some more. Um, yeah, so next up is Vega. You just saw Kaze run up and knock the crap out of uh, Zani. And then now he's stuck. On, and he's just standing still on the top of this bus. Did I already save? Um... Yeah, you saved your person. Oh, then I'm going to fucking blast Zani in the face. With a face. Yeah. Okay. Give me a... Uh, give me a blast. Do I also get my aerial combat bonus? You do, if you're flying. That's 15, then. Do I... I don't... Do I add the power? My my cosmic power since I'm using. No, it's a um. If you're using blast, it is a coordination, uh, plus, uh, your aerial combat. Okay, that's fourteen then. Fourteen. Okay, he's got he got nine on his dodge, so that's a that's a five. Okay, yeah, you blast him. What's your uh? What's your damage? Um, it it power of the power right or it's yeah it's equal power. to your power level eight eight okay um you he's scrambling to his feet and you blast him and you you see it like push him back a little bit but he just kind of looks up. And I mean, you've pretty, you've like blown his shirt and jacket, kind of like you see like smoke rising off of it. Mm-hmm. But he, you, and you just see his face twist into this rictus grin. Is that not enough for you? And I try to blast them again, but when it comes to my turn. Okay. So we are at uh, Rosalia's turn. Mm-hmm. How are you? Um, yep. Give me that strength check. That is a nine. That is a nine plus your strength, or? Mm-hmm. I rolled a one. Oh. Um, yeah, you feel the cable start to slip out of your hand. You you got them, but they're slipping. You don't. You don't know how long, much longer you can hold them. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Her hands are starting to bleed, and that's why her starting to split. 
Mm. No. Not with your resistance. That's a good point. My resistance is pretty high. Yeah, she's just losing her grip. Her feet are starting to slip on the, on the yeah, pavement. Your, your hands are starting to sweat, and you can't really yep. sweat. So it's it's like the cables are starting to slide. And your shoulders are just, you just feel it. It's like fire throughout your upper body as you're like putting everything you have into holding this bridge. Slick. How many children are in the bus? Uh, it's a full bus load, so probably about 60. All right, got work out for me. So, well, we're just going to teleport in and just start teleporting the kids out. Uh, eight at a time. Eight at a time. So you get eight this round. Yep. All right. Somebody count them down. Cool. How many kids did you say were on the bus? Sixty. Who is going to be a while? <laughs> yep. All right. Zani. Uh looks over and it looks like a you know several cops have started trying to advance across the bridge uh, a crowd of people are you know trying to like approach zani you know all you know this is kirby you mess with one of us you mess with all of us sort of thing and uh he, no don't touch him a couple of the the bigger dudes try to reach out and he just Grabs him by the face and says, oh, welcome to the party. And you see them like pause for a second. Their eyes roll back in their head. They kind of start grinning and start wandering toward the edge of the bridge. Uh, it's Kaze's turn. Um, is it possible to um, use super speed to grab the dead band switch and um, also throw that? Um, or best you can tell, it's riveted to the top of the bus. Um, I use my turn to tell Vega to um, to cut a hole around me so that you basically just removing it. And I will keep on the switch. Okay. Vega, this is what Kaze has said. Yeah, make a hole. Yeah, like what you know, cut like a you know, laser a hole around me. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, I'd and do. I'll just and I'll like make sure that I'm keeping that switch um, manned. Okay. While he's doing that, so I mean, whatever role I need to make to. So well, I mean, cutting the hole into the top of the bus, right? Right. So if that drops straight down, you might fall on the kids. Okay, well, kids, get out of the way. Can he drop into, like, 
the section between the, the seats? Well, well, it's in the center well, of the bus, so he would hit the center aisle. What I'm hoping to do, like panic once, once the um, I mean, I, I gotta be fast enough for this. Once he completes the hole before gravity takes a hold of it, grab the whole thing and just start running. Okay. Alrighty. Go for it. Uh, give me, give me a uh, a power roll, Nick. I want to see, I want to see some fine control here. Coordination that I'm adding to this. Um, I'm not gonna make you do coordination. You're you're pretty much hitting the broadside of. Okay, it's. But you're doing the power roll to uh, finally manipulate your. Beam. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, you, the the bus the metal cuts through. Uh, it gets a little warm up there, Kaze. It's okay. Um, but yeah, you feel, you feel the metal start to give way. Grab it like a sandwich <laughs> with my hand on the button and I just run to the end or run to the edge and fling that into the, into the, uh, ocean. Okay. Or what river? It's a river, right? It's a river. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're running toward the edge of the bridge. You realize that it is a radio detonator. Hmm. So even, as soon as you fling it, your fingers are going to come off the button. Okay. Then change of plans. I'm going to turn around, and I'm going to um, run towards, um, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Zani, and I'm gonna like smack him with it. You smack him with it. Yep. Okay. With and and yeah 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 so yeah so I'm gonna run up to him and smack him with oh no killing I'm just gonna smack him with it. <laughs> you get a decapitate him, aren't you? I know. I was gonna like have the have it hit him, <laughs> explosive side toward him, and take my hand off the detonator as it hit him. Okay. But um, I guess I won't do that because I don't want to. I don't want to kill him, so I'm just gonna smack him with it. You smack him with it? No. Okay. Um, okay, we'll have to do that. Um, yeah, that'll be on my turn, though, because it's not my turn. So we are on Rosario. Okay, let's roll it up. That is 11. 11? Okay, yep. get a better grip, and you're holding. Could you guys speed this up? <laughs> All right. Yep. So Rosario is she is holding that bridge together the best she can. Oh. Let's see. 
So we got guys busy trying to walk themselves off a bridge and a busload of kids. Uh, yep. The kids are safe now. Not all of them, 60 of them on the bus. Yeah, but the bus no longer is going to be exploded. That's a good point. All but right. they're still on a crumbling bridge, too, so. Vomit those children! <laughs> well, I'll teleport up to those cops, then. Or you could just tell the kids to start, like, leaving in an orderly fashion towards the north side of the bridge. Yep. Which happens to be the same direction you're going. Oh, I thought he was at the south side. No, he was in the center of the bridge, and you and Vega blasted him toward the north. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he blasted him toward the south. But that's okay. There's plenty of spaces for them to, like, spread out and... Yep. How many cops are here in his shiny costume? Starts crowd control. (laughs) Uh, You teleport over to the cops. What are you? What are you doing with the cops? I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna teleport them to. Oh, I know. Empty jail cell. Perfect place for them. They don't do any. When they won't cause any damage. The cops? Aren't they? Aren't they all about to throw themselves off a bridge? Uh, no, two big burly dudes are about to throw themselves off the bridge. Oh, oh, I thought it was cops. Okay, I'll teleport those, I'll put the, I'll teleport those guys the drunk tank then. Okay, they're on either side of the bridge, so that's going to be two, three jumps. Hmm, can I use flurry to, for that? No, flurry is a, an attack move. Hmm, Okay. Hmm. Can I do that as a stunt then? Uh, what quality are you going to evoke? Hmm. If at first you don't succeed? Hmm. Not really, because you haven't failed anything. Yeah, true. Man, it doesn't need a plan. Might work. All right. Uh, yep. Give me uh give me your reasoning from how that works. Alright, it says I'm going to just not particularly think about where I'm going, just going to go for safety somewhere, and I'm not actually going to think about where I'm teleporting them to, except away from the bridge. And hope it works. Okie dokie. Go ahead yep. and spend that point. <laughs> yes. We're doing this. And that would be fourteen. 14, okay. Uh, yep, you are now on top of the Pika building. Hey, well, I say these two... Oh, God! <laughs> I say these two guys on the bridge. To the Pika building. And you feel you feel Trouble Seeker pulling you away. Ah, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Man without a plan worked as intended. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shoot. All right, back to the top of the round. Kaze. Oh, well, I'm going to go and smack him. Okay. Go ahead and uh, give me your prowess, martial arts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 14. 
14, okay. Um, what's your damage? Eight. Eight? Okay. Um, yeah, you, uh, you smack him with it, and it's, you send him flying, like, he's doing backflip. Uh, you send him from close to near range again. Uh, does, he, does he look like he's getting smacked around, damaged at all, or is he just, like, taking it? Uh, he, he, he's starting to look like he's getting a little worn out. Um, breathing a little heavier. Uh, but he's not out yet. So, Vega. I'm going to blast him, and hopefully that'll be the finishing blow. Okay. Ooh, six. Plus. That's 16. 16. All right. Um, yeah, you hit him. Do your damage. Uh, you blast him backwards. Eight points. Lands flat on his back, and he is completely unconscious. Uh, the police, you know, surround him, guns drawn. I yell again, do not touch him! Can we evacuate this bridge so um, Rosario can stop holding it together? Please! Please, I know! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys, you know, between Vega and uh, and Kaze, you guys managed to get everybody off the bridge. It's just a bunch of cars now, and Rosario is the only one on the bridge. Still holding it up. But as soon as she lets go, that sucker's going to buckle and probably collapse. Where's... Where's um, Silver Guy? Slick Silver oh. is on top of the Pika building. So silver. Yeah. I mean, I say that in, in, like, in game. Where's Silver Where's Guy? Where's the Silver Guy? That's Slick Silver. Oh, he's never told you people. Slick Silver. It's a silver handkerchief. <laughs> on your handkerchief. Holy shit. Um, as, as you're trying to talk to the guys on the bridge, uh, the burly men are trying to walk toward the edge of the, uh, rooftop. Oh, and, uh, since you're still holding on to them, they're just walking and... <laughs> Dragging you with them. <laughs> no, they're walking in two different directions. <laughs> that is perfection. All right, try to teleport again. All right, where are you right. teleporting to? This time we're teleporting to the drunk tank. We'll be fine there. All right, you Do teleport. You know where the drunk tank is? <laughs> it's in, it's oh, in I'm the... sure Ned knows where the drunk tank is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you teleport into the drunk tank. Yep. And I presume you teleport back out. Yes, I do. All right, so back at the top of the round, Kaze. 
I'm just going to get rid of this thing, I guess. I'm going to run off the bridge to a safe distance and fling it. Okay. Uh, you run. Oh, excuse me. Um, to the north side, you're out. You just keep running, so it'll be a couple rounds before you get there. Uh, you'll be out, like, further north than the asylum. Okay. Uh, Vega, what you guys got going on? Um, has everyone, everyone's been evacuated, right? Uh, yeah, the, the entire bridge has been evacuated. Um, as you guys are sitting there, um, the bridge is evacuated, you're flying, uh, you hear a sonic boom in the sky nearby. In the sky? Yeah, in the sky. I'm guessing that was... Uh, um, and you see an object flying toward the bridge. It's not Kaze? It is not Kaze. Okay, I try to intercept the object flying towards the bridge. All right, you go out there, and it is a man uh, in a suit of armor. Whoa. Say, who are you? Oh, don't mind me. I think I can help you with this bridge situation. Friend or foe? Well, that's a shitty question. Wait, did you say foe? <laughs> <laughs> um, the figure flies. Three-point landing right in front of Rosario. Uh, golden armor. She almost lets go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he. Can you hold that a little bit closer? Yes. I don't know, can I? <laughs> Let's roll and see. Yeah. Go ahead and give me a strength roll. To see. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a third. That's a 12. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you managed to get it close, and, uh, the figure raises his hand and, a beam of energy comes out of his gauntlet and it welds the cable back together. Oh, oh shaking her arms out like she actually feels it. <laughs> she just knows she should. We're hmm. burning bridges, but wow. Uh, yeah, so Kaze, Those are nothing like each other. Uh, you <laughs> get out to the middle of nowhere and throw the thing, and yep. it, it explodes harmlessly, uh, sending her into the woods. It and was the will of the wind. You race back toward the bridge. Uh, it's going to take another round or so for you to get back. Uh, so, yeah, there's this guy standing on the bridge, golden armor gleaming in the sunlight. Does he look like a hero we should know? Um, he's not one that you recognize. But, um, so he must be new. Thanks, buddy. That's okay, citizen. Just another job well done by the Praetorian. 
the Praetorian. <laughs> ah. You're a fine guardian indeed. And he blasts off and flies away. Kaze returns to the bridge just as he's, you know... Funny almost... how we never see the Praetorian and, this, and Kaze in the same place the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Praetorian? Who was that armored man? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, he flies by Vega and waves... And then really puts on the steam and just boom, he's out of there. I'm assuming that um, Zani has been like incapacitated and and yeah, he's incapacitated, de de disposed of, disposed of. Um, <clears throat> uh, the cops are uh, attempting to. Uh, Put him in handcuffs. Don't touch him. Well, how are we supposed to arrest him? Anybody got any rope? She's Anybody gloves. got any gloves? They put on the rubber gloves and they cuff him. I haul him to his feet. Uh, the mask and Andy. Uh, that's actually, I'll tell you, I'm going to grab the mask. Okay. You grab the mask. And I'm going to put it in a container. Okay. You search around, you locate a suitable container, put the mask in it, close it up. It's the mayor, right? It is yeah. the mayor. All right. Yeah, it is the mayor. Uh, they're hauling him off, putting him in the car, and they drive off towards the police station. Suppose we can take this back to our benefactor for analysis. Or possibly your own layer for analysis. I just punch things. Uh, I'm pretty good at the jumble. Well, you got uh, you got the new Magpie's phone number as well. That's true. Um, I, I guess we need to go back to the hall. Yeah, in fact, when I get when we get clear enough, I'll say it in a headpiece to her. Um, Magpie, I think we might have something you want to take a look at. Okay, I'll I'll meet you there. Uh, associates Hall. Yep. <laughs> the Hall of Association. Yes. Lodge. It's a lodge. The lodge. The lodge of association. <laughs> Let's see. The ring. The rings and feathers come in next week. I hope. Right. So. <laughs> what? Lodge like. It's not like Claude, you know, get get your ring and I, I, I got the joke. It just wasn't funny. So you're you triumphant once again, uh, and you prepare to return to the base. Uh, Ned, yep, and Vega. Uh, you realize that uh, you are about uh, three hours late for work. Ah, shoot! 
I call in sick. <laughs> there was an incident at the mayor's meeting yesterday, and I caught whatever was going on. I was taking day off. Oh, I I I I I caught I got I got caught up with some it's a uh it's a horrible man monstrousness. You don't believe this would happen. You could just say that I was trapped on the bridge. There we go. Hey, <laughs> I swear. That's what happened. Uh, so so Vega calls in sick. Um the fellows at the sanitation department are like, Well, you better get your ass in here tomorrow. We're gonna have a lot to clean up. Um Ned, your boss is like not this, not your excuses again, Ned. Uh, what were you drinking? I was on the bridge. <laughs> I was on that bridge. Did you see that bridge? That bridge was coming that down. Not being when I <laughs> month. Who is going to do your show? <laughs> do you even have a show, or are you going to spend an hour and a half just jabbering on? Hey, hey, when you need the tap, hey, I know what to do when you put the mic on. Just put the mic on. Let people know that the voice of jazz is up there in Radio 84. <laughs> you better be here tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. sharp, or Jessica is getting your slot. Jessica, she wouldn't she would know a trumpet from a tambourine. Click. <laughs> And Kaze has no job. Nope. And Rosario. I'm going to wander aimlessly and, um, yeah, wander aimlessly. Well, I mean, you have somewhere you could stay if you want to. That's true, but I'm really hungry, so. Uh. Yep. I'm going to go uh, creep on some female uh, martial arts school owners. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a trip down to Red Hook. Teach their, their dojo. Teaching their dojo. I'm gonna get my insp- I'm gonna get the inspiration ready and uh, get the show all ready ready to go. Yep. Plan. All right. So you guys go about your separate ways. So Rosario uh, goes back to the to the lodge. <laughs> okay, you go back to the lodge. She's curious. She, she wants to she wants to watch uh, Scarlet do her thing. She's going to be there to look at it, the stuff. All right. So uh, I guess you're giving uh, Rosario or the um, container. Well, I, dro- I dropped the container off. Yes. Okay. You dropped the container off. Okay. Um, yeah. and unless there's food in the kitchen, then I'm going to. You know, the wind doesn't. You know, we could get food itself. and put it in the kitchen. Well, you drop it off, and there's uh, looks like Scarlet's been there for a little while. There's about half a Twinkie sitting on the table, in the wrapper. <laughs> yeah, they they can do it. I need to go get myself I'm some. I'm just take it now. <laughs> I need to go get some shoe ham. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you go off to get some food to replenish your calories. Ned tries to like straggle his way into work and weasel his way back into the booth. Yeah. Um. Rosario, you get down to the the lodge, and uh, you know Scarlet says, "Okay, let's see what we can find with this." Uh, and you guys go back to the lab. 
Vega, what do you do for the rest of the day? I'm taking a mental health day, and I'm going into outer space to find peace at night. Okay, you fly <laughs> off into the atmosphere. Imagine him floating in orbit around the Earth. I'm going to Dr. Manhattan, and I'm going to, to Mars. To your fortress of solitude? <laughs> yeah. The one that I just fashioned out of the sand. <laughs> it's a big glass house made of... Yeah, it was some clockwork gears. All right. Um, so as you guys do this, uh, the scene changes to the jail cell. Uh, Mayor Wrightson is there. He's, he's cuffed. And uh, they, another detective comes in. He's actually in the interrogation room. Um, he's cuffed. Uh, he's sitting there at the table, and you know they're showing his pictures and stuff. And he's like, I... I don't know what's happening. Where am I? And cross town. Near the suburbs. Um, a young woman comes home. Uh, talking on her phone. Telling her friend about the chaos on the bridge. And how it's just absolutely insane. And to giggle. It's airborne. Her friend is confused and is what's what's going on, Susan? What's going on? And <laughs> And the phone falls to the floor, fade to black. Right on. All right. Well thank you for listening to the second issue of Reflection of a Paragon and Icon's Adventure. Uh, and uh, guys, thanks for playing. Rodney, thanks for running this. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep 30 left points. And we'll be seeing you.